Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. We can finally, once and for all, find out what happened with Judas Priest. Whether they broke up by themselves or they were pushed out by outside forces like uh, the government. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the Unknown. Bonus. 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 Thought of a uh, great uh, metal band name last night, just out of nowhere. What is it? Bone Coma. Oh, that is a good one. Just phonetically. Bone Coma. Yeah, that's like the old, old school. Old school heavy metal. But Cousins, the bass player in Bone Coma. There was, oh, shit. That was uh, that when the, like there was always somebody in high school they had to give away ticket like the pay to play spots. Uh huh. And it was always somebody's cousin in high school. <laughs> what was it? What was it the Avalon Theater? It was like Starbeats presents what's happening at WVVX one hundred three point one, home of Chicago's True Rock. Was that the station you grew up listening to? Yeah, that was like the true metal station that had like a lower frequency than the other ones. Uh-huh. And then, um, here's <laughs> a Chicago Tribune article Meek Radio Signal Inherits Heavy Metal Beat, May 29th, 1986. <laughs> Man, we didn't have like a metal station in Atlanta. We had uh, Georgia Tech Radio. Yeah. And on Friday nights, they had Wreckage. Was, yeah. You know, they play metal, they'd have a metal show but uh we never had like a, a whole station and in radio terms at least back then that would be considered uh, uh active rock that would play the heavier stuff you know, yeah that was still somewhat commercial yeah um but we never had that i always wanted to work at like an active rock station we had a 1035 uh we had, well 97.9 the loop mm-hmm. we had 1035 the blaze which was your more of your white snake and your bon jovi but wd wvvx was an fm channel but was still we'd play like testament and uh, and Slayer and stuff like that. Was it a non-commercial? Was it like in the 89, 90, 91 frequency? No, it was 103.1, oh, okay. but it was a low-frequency station, and it was always like super local commercials. Uh-huh. But the Scott Loftus was DJ. He's like, man, whatever. Go listen to those posers on 103.5 The Blaze. Screw those guys. We're the true metal station. <laughs> like, yeah, and there was like that's when you had the wars. Like, you know, you try and find whatever identity. You yeah. can have so it's like well I'm a VVX guy this jerk listens to the Blaze yeah we had that and then uh, and then he wound up working at the Blaze like this is Scott Loftus on the Blaze like oh man <laughs> oh Loftus you suck dude 
You fucking suck, Loftus. And then, oh, and then Q101 came in the game, uh-huh. and they were an adult contemporary station that went alternative, like right in the midst of it. When like Green, you had to call Green Day a sellout. Yeah, and those those poor fuckers, because they would have to, they would like there'd be Q101 sponsored shows, mm-hmm. and not understanding the irony of Q101 being able to like oh face to face is playing and it's only a like a, a dollar a dollar and one cent show mm-hmm. or you know something like that like the promotion was cheap so, yeah. oh we could all afford to go to this because of this radio station yeah. but fuck you guys you guys are sellouts yeah and whatever poor intern or dj would oh. have to come out and be like yeah all right, this is a member that you could tell her like, all right, remember to state your, your the name. They know you on the radio yep. and the, what is it? Call sign or what the uh, frequency, yeah. name, whatever. Just remember Call letters. Yeah. Remember you got to say that at the beginning and yeah. they're like, they're going to kill me. And yeah. Like, oh, this is a suit. So cute. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, you fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> These poor, they're just like, they just want to be in radio. And they're like, and that you could tell in their face. They're like, you idiots realize why the show is only a yeah. dollar? You ungrateful morons. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that was called uh, presents. You would have uh, presents rights, mm-hmm. and I would always get annoyed. I worked at ninety nine X in Atlanta. That was the station. That's I think a good I one. Ninety nine X. Told that story, but I grew up listening to that station, mm-hmm. like in high school, and then like just a few years after high school, I'm working. Is on that where that you station. became dangerous? No, dangerous was before that. That was South one Oh six point one in Gainesville, Georgia. Probably only got to be, became dangerous when you got a steady job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now he's a real threat. <laughs> but, he's uh, got W nines. I would, I would always get annoyed because they would, we would have presents on sh- shows of bands that we would never play just to kind of get elbow yeah. our way into it. Like, like metal shows, 99 X presents corrosion of conformity. And I'm like, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's cool. But how about we just play them? That would be cooler. Right? Yeah, and not realizing it's because all right, we'll make a little bit, we'll make mm-hmm. edgeway into the scene this way. We're paying the band; mm-hmm. they agreed to do it. Yeah, like oh, I'm going to hate the radio station, but not the band for taking the paycheck. Yep. Anyway, yeah, what are you going to do? Read up on all what old Scott Loftus is up to these days. I remember <laughs> Q101. Uh, I never listened to it, but when I was in radio, I would. Uh, I was very well educated on all the big stations and other markets. markets And and with radio, it's such a transient uh, type industry that you're always looking for that next gig. You're always climbing the ladder. Yeah, I I went to high school with it. It was like moving all the time. Yeah, I moved nine times in five years. I worked at nine different radio stations in five years. All in the south? South, yeah, Georgia and Florida. uh, Yeah. But I I would – always like there were i forgot there was some website that like some industry-wide website that had like all the job openings nationwide and then like q1 like q101 was always like a coveted like oh chicago that's number three market yeah i don't know what it is now but probably still is but that was the third biggest radio market in the country it's like oh man q101's hiring let me submit my uh air check tape that was that was audition yeah that audition was, tape that was like our version of like a real like, send, send them your air check, you know? How you could hit the post. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was great at hitting the post. Yeah, that's so much. <laughs> We've discussed, We've gone over that stuff. Oh, boy. What's going on, buddy? Welcome uh, to the bonus. <laughs> bonus. Welcome as, to the bone coma. Yeah, yeah. We call the bonus the bone coma. Mm-hmm. The bonus comas. Hey, apropos of absolutely nothing. Uh, when are things apropos? I want. <laughs> when are they apropos? I, I think I'm going to start shredding. Like what? Not Jeez. the way you. Sh- <laughs> Did you get a new grader? 
Black and cheddar you went to get gnarly on? (laughs) I know this sounds like a joke, but I'm seriously going to start doing this. Rollerblading. Dude, you live by the beach. There's no shame shame in it. It's a great exercise. I used to rollerblade years ago. I really did. There's shame in that. Uh, When I was like 20, I I was living in the city. I didn't know anybody. So I was, you know, after work, I was just bored and lonely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would go. I know how to cure that. <laughs> I'll start rollerblading. <laughs> I would go to an abandoned Walmart parking lot mm-hmm. and I would just rollerblade for like an hour every day. And I fucking loved it. And uh, yeah, living yeah. on the beach now, I told you they got right on the beach. They've got this a bike path and yeah, a, and a strand, walking path. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I see rollerbladers out there all the time. Like, uh-huh. fuck, I'm going to start doing that. Now, granted. You know, my uh, my physical abilities have changed since my old rollerblading days, so I'm going to yeah. have to really pad up. I'm, you know, I'm real top-heavy. My balance yeah, isn't what yeah, it used to be. Wrist guards, man. <laughs> wrist guards. Yeah, full disclosure, uh-huh. I, used to, I used to fruit boot. I used to throw some soul grind, some 50-50s. I never heard of fruit boot. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I used to do the, uh, for that brief moment where uh-huh. extreme rollerblading was a thing. Okay. Because it was like we were all slightly better at that than we were at skateboarding. Uh-huh. So I did that for a little bit of a time. Okay. Looked up to your Arlo Eisenbergs and whichever other guy did it professionally. Huh. Interesting. Were you good? I had some, uh, when I had some K2s, what was I skating? No, I could never do like rails or anything. Yeah. I could do ledges. Now, I have no interest of doing tricks or anything. I just want to get but, on no, the, the, the but path. But getting, getting there and getting back, just, and that is a massively good exercise. Yeah. And I'm not, I've, I've figured out my technique as far as like, I'm not going to rollerblade to the the beach i'm gonna I, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna get a backpack mm-hmm. put my rollerblades in the backpack walk to the beach switch out my shoes put the shoes sneakers yeah. in the backpack you might rollerblade to yeah. a place where you're like all right i want to take a break yeah yeah because yeah i can't i still live i'm close to the beach but it's still a couple of blocks i'm not gonna be fucking you know clumping through clumping the, through the fucking branches and what have you <laughs> through the sidewalk but uh yeah man i'm seriously gonna start rollerblading I th- we were in Long Beach. It was a roller skate store down there. We saw. Oh yeah, I know the people are doing that down there. Yeah, look up what new roller blades yeah. are. Oh, I've been pricing them. There, there, there's some very expensive ones, but I, it looks like I can get a decent pair for like eighty bucks. Yeah, roses. They still got the aggressive inline skates, and they're two hundred dollars. Holy shit, man! Wow. What did I have? What? Inline. Okay. Well, let's start. We got. Which ones I had? I had, I had a pair of rollerblades, brands, and then did I have K twos? I don't know. What, what are we? What, what are we talking about? We got to talk about. Got to give the people what they want. Oh, well, there's no topic on this one, buddy. Well, it's the bonus, but it's we got to start yeah. talking about. No, I know, but we'll get there. No, but you sounded like you normally do. Like, what are we talking about today? Well, I mean, you should, like ask a question. I just got caught. Now I'm caught up in my own childhood of trying to find old heavy metal DJs and what brand rollerblades. Was Man Cow on Q101? Oh, yeah. What a turd. Yeah. <clears throat> that was kind of the the downfall, though, because in the morning show was Wendy and Bill, who are still <laughs> on WGN Radio in Chicago. And I would listen, they were just funny. Like it, they, at the time. I worked at a gas station in the mornings, and Q101 was a show before it turned into alternative radio. Mm-hmm. 
it was like your Brian Adams type of office rock stuff that like I am totally fine with also, mm-hmm. but like eighties office rock, but their morning show was real funny. And, uh, do you remember a DJ named Will Pendarvis? Uh, he worked at 99X and then moved to Chicago. And I don't know what station, but he was a funny, like, rock and roll DJ. He might. I, mean, I, I don't know the last name if he had, like, a radio nickname. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, still, went, I still haven't listened to Ben Roy's uh, Rat Race where he makes fun of morning radio. Oh, I haven't heard that. Yeah. it's. I've heard clips of it. Yeah. Because you ever follow Ben Roy? If, if anybody didn't know Ben Roy, uh-huh. great comedian, yeah. singer for the Spells. Uh-huh. But he would do a thing where he'd just be in bed with his wife, and you know she was sleeping, and he'd just wake her up, and be like, "All right, <laughs> it's about thirty minutes in from uh, Route Fifty Five to the Grapevine, coming downtown. <laughs> Beautiful, eighty nine degrees. It's hot. Hope the air conditioning's working in the car. It's getting hotter, and just and she would just wake up and be like." Fuck yeah. you. It's so obnoxious. And so he's got a whole podcast, just a fake morning radio show. But it was always, you know, everybody's made fun of like the, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Bobby J and Steve and we got slut cakes on weather. Like the, <laughs> like the two people in a shitty nickname. <laughs> Booger the Nuge. Yeah. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> But when they when when Q one oh one switched over to start like being alternate rock, Bill and Wendy could you could tell they're like our days are probably numbered, so they just did not care yeah. about the morning show, uh-huh. which made it that much funnier. Because like you know, dead air is the worst. Oh, yeah. They would just hear you just hear them screwing around oh. and then making fun of the music. Because at the time, Creed was alternative rock. Mm-hmm. And so, like, every time a song would end, Bill would just be like, Court is in session, like, making fun of how overdramatic <laughs> it is. And I still thought Creed sucked even then. I'm like, yeah. oh, they're really shining now that they could just make fun of this thing because they know their days might be up. Yeah. And eventually they were for Man Cow. And as soon as Man Cow came out, I'm like, this is, oh, this guy's terrible. That was my goal when Fucking I worked fifth at. Fifth rate, Howard <laughs> Stern. I worked at 99X. The goal was to always like try to like real subtly make fun of the bands I didn't like without like getting in trouble by my bosses. Yeah. So just learning how to be really sly and quick and subtle and just get those <laughs> quick little digs in. Yeah. To where like, yeah, they didn't really, you know, my boss might not realize it. How about that one, everybody? <laughs> my favorite. And like the thing, I never noticed this until I started doing comedy, but when I was on the radio, like it taught me to write jokes. Like, they weren't like set up punch, but it was my my whole goal was to be obviously entertaining, but I wanted to be funny. So like before every break, I'd figure out like what am I going to say? What's a funny thing I can say right mm. here or whatever? But unlike comedy, like I could uh, I could just recycle things over and over. You don't want them too much because then they would be predictable. But I would have these same little jokes that I would yeah. do. Uh, one of my favorites, if ever I played like a local band, uh, I'd be like, ah, oh, new music from Seven Dust. They're from here, so don't throw crap in their yard. Just dumb little. I was writing jokes and didn't even realize it. But that's oh god the 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 viability of a funny DJ versus a good DJ. Mm-hmm. I, I we've discussed before. Yeah. I hate hitting the post. Yeah. Fuck you for talking over music. Nobody's yeah. listening to that channel because of you. They well, want you're not supposed song. to hit the post in classic rock. That's industry standard because people value the. You don't want. You know. You don't want to hear. But even at the time, somebody uh, yeah, talking so over sweet Slash's child. Thing. Sweet child of mine starts the minute Slash starts yeah. playing. Not so you when Axel starts yes, singing. You don't talk over that. 
But like the new fucking whatever alt rock song. Eh, who cares? I don't, no, none of it. Give them a chance. <laughs> Give them a chance. But like to swim in the music. It's what they would teach us. Fuck. Swim, yeah. swim in oh, the music. Oh, God. Thank God that meme's dying. <laughs> <clears throat> but when they, yeah, when the DJs were funny, like, like uh, Jonesy's Jukebox here, uh-huh. when it was on. Um, name of the station here still a clear channel station uh-huh. but it was really like just cut. and he did the lunch show and he'd have his big intro music on the lunch program like it's jonesy's jukebox you just hear him like bumping into shit in the studio while getting settled like for a while wow for like 45 seconds of him whistling to himself and moving a coffee mug around That's so it was like this is awesome but was, was he doing it on purpose like I, as, I, as, maybe a little bit but also kind of like a <laughs> come on you're listed at Jonesy's jukebox yeah. because of me. Yeah. So go fuck yourself if you don't like it. That I love that attitude in radio. Yeah. I loved it. I had a lot of fun. My other thing, not this is incredibly original, but I used to love pretending someone else was in the room with me. Like I'd talk on the radio and then I'd be like, yeah. put that down. I'm on the radio. Shut All right. Anyway, so yeah. glory, guys. Yeah. Uh, new music from uh- – Yeah. All right. One second. <laughs> just yelling at people that weren't there. Wait. Bill and Wendy would always like, they just had like like I think they're just making fun of the idea of comedy characters cause uh-huh. like the this is probably terrible to do it but like all right we got so like whatever the guy with Tourette's would do the weather but the Tourette's things just <laughs> oh, didn't no. make any sense oh, like no. it's, 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 it's at forty eight degrees in Lombard cardboard applicator <laughs> just, <laughs> and it's. Juvenile and offensive and clearly uh, not acceptable now. But at the time, it was not even like the easy swear words. It was like the weirdest things he could say. That's funny. And, oh, anyway, glad they're still uh, on air. (laughs) Okay, speaking of which, speaking of being on air, bonus episode, cools and A's. What do we... uh... All right, here's the thing. Uh, Last month we mentioned that... uh... We had so many questions last month that we didn't get to them all. So uh, we're going to try to get to the ones we didn't get to. Uh, the only problem with that is eh, we might accidentally repeat a question we've already answered. But just bear with us. Um, should I answer? You're at the top there. At the top. Uh, I was waiting for you. So, uh, should, I, should, I, should I answer that second question? Should I just uh, fucking do it? I don't want to. This second From question Scott. I got is, is asking about. Steak recipe. Oh, okay. man. I don't know on the same. You on the same one? Q and A, January twenty second. Uh, no, you know what is it? Is it about your life? Yeah, but talk about it in a regular episode. You should. Everybody should know. Or do you want it special over here? <laughs> well, I feel like if anybody should know, it should be the, the patrons. I mean, but then you're just gonna have to explain it twice. That's true. That's all right. That's a good point. I'm gonna talk about that soon because I said. That I would talk about it once we got a yay or nay from the thing, and we got a fucking nay, and I'm at the point where I just don't really give a fuck anymore. I don't know why you gave a fuck in the first place, Bert. All right, I don't know what kind of weird black hole I'm stuck in on this. (laughs) All right, so yeah, apologies in advance if if we repeat a question we've already answered, but I, you know, I do feel bad when... 70 people chime in with questions, and we only get to half of them. So we're going to try to uh, get the ones we didn't do uh, last time. Uh, Tom asks, hey, guys, Dave, have you ever considered doing a Dave's Kitchen series, but of you just doing restaurant food reviews, 
Just a simple homemade video of you trying different barbecue or burger places would be great. Love the descriptions of Alan Ray's and Arnold's. Would be great to see on video. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I I'm very interested in uh, that. Here's the thing too, like with the um, the Dave's Kitchen videos, mm-hmm. I enjoy doing them, but I honestly don't know if I'm worth a shit at that. Like, but you got a lot of people that make the recipes that say that they enjoy them. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm confident in my cooking abilities and my recipes, but just as far as like hosting a cooking show, I don't think that's really one of my strengths. I would much rather. Like Tom suggests, I would much rather go review a restaurant. I'm, I feel like I'm more passionate about other people's food than I am my own. And I don't know. I just I'm a little self conscious just because I I don't know if I'm any good at speaking into the camera and telling you what ingredients mm, to add. Those to. who can't critique, but, okay, uh, <laughs> sure, sure. But I guess people like uh, the Dave's Kitchen videos, and I, I I appreciate your support on that. But yeah, I, it might be time to kind of uh, branch out and. and you know, expand that uh, format a little bit. Um, also, you know, at some point, I'm just going to fucking run out of recipes uh, because, you, you know, like I don't have. Well, I guess now with the three cookbooks. Um, yeah, I got about. Uh, yeah, well, I got cook zine. Yeah, cook zine. But there's six. I got 65. I like recipes. that idea. Like cook zines. Mm-hmm. Cook zine. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's not a cookbook. But that's in the cool. traditional sense. It's like a. Yeah. yeah. Rogue punk rock make uh-huh. this recipe. Yeah. So steal this cookbook. <laughs> I like well, that. There you go. I like that. But yeah, uh, thanks for the uh, suggestion, Tom. I, I definitely, uh, especially here in LA, there's so many great restaurants and so many restaurants that I'm a uh, huge fan of. Uh, but then you got to worry about I don't know, like permits and cameras and shit. But fuck it, I'll, I'll go gorilla style. Yeah, man, and Abby Hoffman style. Mm-hmm. Steal this cookbook. Um. This is a good one. I don't know if we want to answer it, but it, I'll, I'll ask it to you, Kyle. And fuck it, if any anybody comes to mind. Yeah. Jen Thomas asks, one of my favorite and least favorite parts of the show is when you guys pause the recorder to talk shit about another comedian. Yeah, man. Anyone in particular you're comfortable taking a steamer on publicly? Any showbiz types in general that have just been outrageous dicks? <clears throat> no, I mean, if no, you know <laughs> what? Like, as much as we'll talk about who we like, mm-hmm. like if somebody rouses up. I don't like feeding the lascivious thing. Yeah. Like, because if I don't like some, it, it could be because I got an attitude about something. Yeah. So calling somebody out by name, I think, feeds into this culture of a bit of drama that people just love. Like the podcast already brings people mm-hmm. closer to us than, and sometimes I'm comfortable with because you like, yeah. Which is not sound ungrateful, but like, all right, I it happens to me if I listen to a podcast every week. You feel like you get to know those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like, ooh, they're talking shit about this other person. It's like, eh, it gets a little, gets a little incestuous. I don't mind doing it. I think Bill Ingvall fucking sucks. Okay. He's horrible. As a comedian? As a person? As comedian. A, just okay. awful. There's another guy. No, if you've wronged me as a human, then okay. <laughs> I've never but met him. I, just, I don't like your act. That's just my opinion. Well, uh, but I'm insulted by his act. It's like... Ugh. Who's just this? who are you? What? Bill Ingvall sucks. Do you know Alex Raimundo? You know the name. Oh, he's one of those. He's He goes by the moniker the Hick Hispanic. I'm a, uh, okay. I was born in Kentucky, but I'm from Mexican heritage. I'm a Hick Hispanic. And it's, well, it's like Red Mexican. Just the heyday of 80s catchphrase comedy. Garbage. Just yeah, that's, that's garbage. 80s heyday comedy. It's like it's. Ugh. Bill Ingvall, he's like. And I'm, I don't know if this is what he's going for, but he's he's your unfunny uncle. 
but he's the one that like I saw on YouTube. This point's he, like saying he's got a he's got a whole bit, a ten minute bit about marijuana. Now, my doctor <laughs> said I need to get a medical marijuana card. Now, now I go. He tells a story about going to a dispensary. This is Billingville. Yeah, Billingville. Now, now out in L.A., it's legal. It's already better than what and and I went in, and who's behind the counter? This guy's like, "Hey, dude." <laughs> what kind of buzz you trying to catch? And I'm like, hey, man, I don't even know. My doctor sent me here. And <laughs> there's three or four people working there with tattoos and braids in their hair. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just I'm used to Tylenol PM. You better slow it down. <laughs> like, fuck you with your terribly antiquated. I want to see that edited to the take. next clip of some hipster doing a southern accent to make fun of a stupid person and then have another southern accent make fun of a hipster. Ugh. And just see the volley back and forth of who thinks they're better than the other individual. Just hack garbage. He's just for old people. But He's a Del Webb Sun City you Comedian could of the Year. still do better. It's insulting to old people. But he doesn't want to. Then fucking get the fuck off my YouTube. Bro, bro, get bro. out of here. I saw Bronger do a real funny joke. Where's he like asking the audience, he's like, all right, what drugs do we do? Just come on. We're all, it's cool. <clears throat> he's like, yeah. everybody's like, say, like, we, like, cocaine. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, sure. Hey, we do drugs. It's okay. I'm not judging. But then he's like, I had to do a show. It was an early show, 6 p.m. A lot of old people still did that joke. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Just talk to me about stuff. Somebody's, somebody's like, ibuprofen hell yeah man you can do four of those feels great and somebody else is like he got me when he goes somebody's like nyquil and he's like yeah you ever fill it up past the line sure you do <laughs> it's bronger being silly you ever fill it up past the line you bet your ass <laughs> oh my god yeah, he, Phil Engvall's not trying to challenge anybody he's trying to hang on to whatever scrap those Whatever, what were they called? The the blue collar comedy, fried thing. okra jokes, <laughs> fried the fried jokra comedy tour. Here's another one. Here's another. One. Give I'm me not, credit for fried jokra. That's good. Right, that's real you. good. I appreciate, it. appreciate. I'm not making this up. He's got one on one of his earlier specials. Like my wife takes forever to get ready. We're heading out to dinner last week. Takes me five minutes. She's taking an hour. And what does she do when she finally comes out of the bathroom? What does she do? She Mm -hmm. takes one look at me. You know what she said? You're not wearing that, are you? I had to go back in and change. Classic stuff. Holy shit. No one's ever thought of that premise. Not not at the churches he's playing at. I'd rather watch a puppy get beat to death. But it's not even the same realm. It's just... I may as well get. I may as well get mad at a guy winning a taekwondo contest. <laughs> that's how. That's how relevant that is to what we do. I know, but it's still. Man, it's, I'm over here trying to write jokes, and this guy's just doing a fucking kata as a yellow belt. Like that's how relevant it is. Oh my god! <coughs> just it insults me as a comedian, and it insults <laughs> a lot of that shit. Insults me as a southerner too. Like you just do it. Well, wasn't he the "Here's Your Sign" guy? Here's your sign. Catchphrase comedy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody I gotta dig up. If I've if I've said my piece publicly towards people, it's been done. Yeah. So that's that's all. That's all I got. I'm not dredging it up. But yeah, like like those old. But also like was the comic ever dick to you? 
Sorry what? to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt. Was a comic ever a dick to you? It was a couple guys who were just kind of putzes. Yeah. But I was like, nah. Christopher Titus was a fucking cock to me one time. Really? Yep. Huge he, dick. He, I opened for him, and he was kind of back when I was still wearing glasses. And it's like, you know, you look like you're going to be one of those kind of comics, mm-hmm. but uh, you weren't. Yeah. Like, I think this is a compliment, but all yeah. right. Yeah, maybe I should get a fucking headset. <clears throat> yeah, well, he's very expressive with his hands. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <clears throat> the the, um, But if – okay, you're doing stand-up. You're not – Jeff Foxworthy or the other dudes on that tour that are like fine and spent millions of dollars, but probably owe millions of dollars and whatever divorce settlements. Mm-hmm. You're billingville. Yeah. You're whatever number fiddle player. Like you're, you're, you know, all your friends were in the Almond Brothers and you're in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Or Focus <laughs> or whatever that song was, which is funny, but oh. that I don't think those residuals are paying for yeah. their kids' college. So, you've got to like play to your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to like. He's not trying to be a new comedian. He's not trying to be a challenging comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, he's settled into what who's paying his bills. <sighs> so it's about yeah. I'm not saying it's good, but also like like who cares? I care. Do better. I mean, I but I also look at that and think about all the aging alternative comedians that we all like. I'm like, I don't want to hear anybody like Trump's so stupid. I got it. Next yeah. bit. Yeah. Next bit. There's nothing you're going to say about Trump. That's yeah. funny. True. Like I'm already, you're playing to your audience as much mm-hmm. as saying, my wife was doing this. Any fucking asshole that looks like me going, man, yeah. you know, let me tell you about true the fucking conservative. Like, ugh. He got kicked out of church. According to this YouTube video, Billingville. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a bit. The re- There's a story called The Rest of the Marijuana Story. How, oh, oh, I'm hanging on pins and needles here. How many how many hits does The Rest of the Marijuana Story have? Probably a lot. Do those people know how YouTube works? Alexander Smith asked, Dave, I'm a huge fan of being indignant. <laughs> Million, million hits. There you go. Hits. Huge fan of being indignant, just like you got in the most recent episode discussing so much about Barbara. What's the worst that's ever bit you in the butt? Being oh, what? Talking out, talking out your ass on the podcast? Yeah, you're saying. I mean, I've burned bridges. I told yeah. the owner of the Laughing School Lounge in Atlanta to go fuck himself. Yeah, and, okay. you know, okay, he can saying. suck my dick. Uh, <laughs> gladly, gladly told him to go fuck off. And then, it, and then his return email, he's like, do you realize this means you can't play my club? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, that's why I did it, you I, fucking idiot. I, I did that with a club owner. <clears throat> oh, the dude, he, he's dead. They're all dead from this club. But uh, <laughs> No, it was like they're a, all dead. Uh, uh, Stanford and Sons in mm-hmm. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. I, I never booked. And this was years ago. But I twice I showed up on their calendar. Really? Now, as it works with comedy, I have an agent that uh-huh. will talk to clubs, and <coughs> you'll get hold dates, but those hold dates are like, all right, let me confirm with him, if it, with mm-hmm. the comedian, if he wants to play on those dates, this and that. It's never happened with any other club, but twice at that club, I've had people going, oh, it's so great. Like people, you know, people online, like, oh, cool, you're going to play Kansas City. I'm like, wait, what? 
And I found out from people looking at their calendar mm-hmm. that I was going to play. I'm like, and twice that happened. The second time I just emailed, I'm like, hey, I don't know why I'm on your calendar. I never talked to my agent about this, didn't confirm it. Please take it off the calendar. Like, people are like, in my head, and this is, again, it's some arrogance on my part. Oh, mm-hmm. you're putting it on there just to sell a few tickets. Mm-hmm. And then when the inevitable happens, you'd be like, well, whoops, sorry. But uh, if you want to transfer those tickets or something. Yeah. Or blame it on you. He backed out. Yeah, but I've heard plenty of stories about the, you know. Yeah. I speak they of, have a terrible reputation. They do. Well, did because yeah. they're all dead. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, and I was going through the email chain of like, uh, whatever, dude. Uh, your agent booked this, so you want to check with them. You should let them handle it, son. Like, the guy called me son in son. an email. Like, you should let your agents handle this one, son. And uh, I was like, I'm just like, I find it funny that I work X amount of weeks a year, and yours is the only club where I will show up on when it's never been discussed with me. Yeah. Like, it's a mistake, but twice it's been a mistake with your club. Huh. Either that's a fuck up twice, or it's a underhanded thing you did twice. Yeah, and the guy in the yeah, whatever, buddy. I don't even know who you are. Your agents ask me, and you don't want to play our new three million dollar showroom. That's fine, dude. You don't have to. I was like, there. I the fact that that when somebody thinks they're lording something over you, yeah, like fine, you'll never play this place. I appreciate the favor. Yeah, I appreciate you taking yourself out of the running. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> Ugh, fucking fine. You ain't never gonna get a date with me. I'm like, that's not where I was going. Fine. Okay, I'm glad we are so we are so on the same page. Speaking of, but I only heard like horrible things about that club, and sp- it doesn't exist anymore. Speaking of dates and tickets and whatnot, do you want to address real briefly the? Um, seems to be an influx of people having a hard time finding tickets to your show at ticket at face value. Nah, I, it, just what's uh, going on uh, with that? I don't know if it's people wanting to communicate online. I, I, I made a post about it. don't don't go to the venue yeah. website. Why, Stop. Why, why would the you... ticket resellers? Yeah, why? Like to me, and I'm not. Being... And I, I'll say, but this I, I don't. I use bands in town for organizational purposes. Uh-huh. But if if that website is what's leading people over, I thought it. I I, I should check for myself yeah. before talking about. this. I think that website just kicks you to the venue's website. It just yeah. seems the most obvious route. Just go to the venue's website and get the tickets. I there. can't hold your fucking hand for everything, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for liking the stuff. Yeah. but Jesus Christ, it's a twenty-five dollar ticket on purpose. Don't. I mean, pay processing fees because that's how it works. Yeah, <clears throat> but, but I've I've act. Uh, maybe I, people don't buy tickets a lot, but there are pure fucking barnacles out there yeah. that are just just parasites that are ticket resellers even though when there's tickets available mm-hmm. don't go to the always go to the venue listed first go to what the venue is saying yeah. buy tickets from us mm-hmm. that you will get the best price always 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 go there first yeah. if it's sold out and then you want to mess around with where to get them i can't help you there a few times i've responded to some emails that come in about that topic and before I even respond, you know, a lot of times I'll just send them to you. But then sometimes I'm like, well, let me – I'm not going to bother Kyle with this. Let me check. Three clicks and I'm on the venue's website and there's your yeah, tickets for and 25 bucks. And then I'm like, where are you seeing $150 yeah, tickets? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That was – and some people, that you know, they'd rather reach out to us than do the research. And I 
It's you don't want to sound like an asshole, but whenever it's like, hey, when are you playing here? I don't know. That's why I got a website and an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook. When they always ask you that uh, a week after you were there. Well, it's not. And it's like I'm, I'm grateful, but also you can do this. I believe in you. And I don't I have to stop myself from being an asshole. But sometimes guess what? I'm an asshole. That's the truth of it. Sometimes you catch me at a time where I'm having a bad day mm-hmm. and short on patience. And somebody's like, when are you going to be here? I don't know. Use my name and Google. Mm-hmm. And fuck, thanks. But I'm, today I'm a dickhead. <laughs> and it's, I, I feel bad because I really like I should be way more grateful instead of being an asshole. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing now for if that if you're. <clears throat> Reaching out for that kind of stuff, and I'm being a shithead about it. My apologies. Anyway. Hillary asks, guys, I wish I had another crazy question for you, but I've been sick with the flu. Bummer. Can either of you guys recall a crazy fever dream you had? I had a dream two nights ago that involved you. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, one time I had a dream a hamburger was trying to eat me. Was it um, a sexy dream? No, it wasn't sexy. Uh, so doing Bill Ingalls act? Katie and I were sharing a hotel room with you for some reason. So Katie and I were sleeping in this we're bed. All very frugal. And you were in the other bed. But then for some reason, we were sleeping in the lobby of a giant hotel. So like at first, we were just in this hotel room. And then the next thing I know, there's, like, people walking through, and there's a grand piano, and there was, like, people, room service carts pushing, and I was just, and I was just like, why are we sleep? Why are these people in our bedroom and hotel room? And then why is it so goddamn big? And it was just real confusing that, for some reason, our hotel room was inside a giant lobby of a hotel. I mean, that's... Not a, not a great <clears throat> dream. That's but, dreams. Yeah. I fell, I fell asleep for five minutes this morning where Rachel's getting ready for work, and I dreamed she was going to get a tattoo at Walgreens. It's, it doesn't... <laughs> It's like uh, I haven't had a fever dream though. I haven't had. I remember when I was little, my sister got real sick and mm-hmm. started hallucinating in the room and was like, "I think they wound up taking her to the emergency room." I'm like, all right, this is getting a little nuts. She's got a super high temperature. She's starting to see things in the room. We got to go to the doctor. Wow. But I never. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think I ever had like like fever dream, like freak out sickness dream. I've ooh, knock on wood. Here it is. I haven't gotten super duper. Sick. I had mono, mm-hmm. but as far as, as I cough, <clears throat> as far as like uh, viral infection or things like that, I've never been taken out mm-hmm. too bad. I'll get colds. Mm-hmm. You know, this year, like I got cold that knocked me out for a couple, two, three days. Yeah. Like, and that's a lot for me. I normally don't get anything that much. So wonder why uh, I know this is a thing. I don't know the answer to it, but wonder why we can't. It's hard to remember dreams, or most of them. But then there's some that I do remember vividly from 30 years ago. Yeah, but do you remember the dream, or do you remember what... Remembering the dream? Yeah, the thoughts you had when you woke up. I have this one dream when I was real little that I remember my whole life that I was, like, floating in, like, a tank. Like, I was, like, attached to a thing... I was floating in like a tank or what I thought was a tank, but it was really dark and it was bubbly and watery and I'm just kind of floating. Mm-hmm. And then that was so vivid when I was very, very, very little. And I'm now I'm wondering 
was did I just have a memory of being in my mom's womb? I don't, I, I don't know. But it because was, I don't ever I like now I'm thinking I don't remember having memories in dreams. Yeah. But that that could be. I mean, you're still impressionable when you're young. Yeah. That's we should do a whole regular episode on the science of dreams and what they're interpreted as. Mm-hmm. That could be a whole thing. Yeah. Because we talked about sleep paralysis, we talked about you know what sleepwalking is, where most of your brain like <clears throat> components of your brain can shut off mm-hmm. or turn on when the rest of it's trying to do its main function. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's just a good regular episode. So hmm. Yeah, we we'll have TBA. Um, here we go. Mark asks. Uh, Sorry, I'm kind of off on my question. So I don't know what's what. That's all right. If you were allowed one secret each from the president's book of secrets, what would it be? Aliens. Truth behind JFK conspiracy, alien life, whether the moon landing was fake, Bigfoot existence, secret tunnels, any of America's secrets conspiracies. What'd you say? Aliens. Aliens. I think aliens will open up all the other stuff. Yeah. What do you think about the moon the moon landing? I was reading more about that one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the I, the logic behind it was making more sense. I still don't think it is faked, but... You know, some of these things I don't want to believe in because I'm like, man, if I believe in that one, then it's going to be dominoes and I'm going to be some dingbat. One theory I heard about that, and I think we may have addressed this during the Flat Earth uh, episodes, but one theory I've heard is... We went to the moon, but we didn't get any good footage, so they recreated the landing in a in a studio. They said they lost a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like both, like well, that's the moon landing was fake, but yet we still we did go to the moon, but we recreated it to to, to like show off to Russia and China and stuff. That's even more further fetched than just faking the whole thing. Why is that? <clears throat> Because, like, I could see, like, if you actually, let's say we did go to the moon, but we didn't, something happened to the footage or it didn't work out, I could see some of the higher-ups being like, fuck, we need, we need proof. We need to show off that we did. So let's just fucking recreate it real quick. I mean, again, I'm, I'm already, like, I gave that one an inch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now, yeah, I, uh, I do, I, it was in the moment of, like, we need to do this. <clears throat> when you think about it's, – it's more like, all right, look at, like, all the stupid fucking spy versus spy, <clears throat> Russia versus the U.S., all the sneaky shit that they'll just lie about, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, cheat on the Olympics to look like a world, world power. Uh, we talked about that, <clears throat> that um, documentary, right? Which one? Just a guy who was a cyclist, and he wanted to uh, – he's like, you know what? He was conscious. He's like, I'm going to do steroids just to show – like and document it and uh-huh. show the difference in performance Okay, as a cyclist, uh-huh. like, a, like a Tour de France type cyclist. And uh, <clears throat> he wound up talking to doctors in Russia because they're known for it. He's like, I want to do this. And he wound up ex- – that's how the whole thing – they found out like all their, Olympic, all their Olympians were doping. Okay. Because this guy was trying to make the movie and all of a sudden started under- – Ooh, I gotta find the title of it because it's a real good watch. Um, but like the fact that Russia, like, yep, nope, we're gonna have all of our athletes be on steroids to win the Olympics. Just an arbitrary dominance. Yeah, I mean, not arbitrary. Like, look at us, superpower. Everything counts towards being a superpower. We lie, we squash uh, any critics, uh, Putin, all this. Uh, but going back to then, 
that was the big dick race back in the day was who can get to the moon. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like people really thought like that's gonna that's what will make us winners mm-hmm. in the eyes of the citizens of Earth. Yeah. We need to look like winners. Mm-hmm. Not like it, it sounds stupid, but I could see I could see the motivation. Yeah, I don't that's know if I motivation. believe it happened, but I, I understand the motivation. Absolutely. I understand the root motivation of most conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the anti-vaccines. Oh, the government just says, put this in you. Yeah, that's a – I can understand being suspect of that. Yeah. But then the – here's the here's the truth. Nope. I am going with my heart on this one. Yeah. Fucking Mad Mike crashed his homemade rocket trying to prove the earth was flat. And Rest you could watch that documentary with those – Dinglings proved it without using a rocket, just basic on gravitational science by poking a hole in one poster board and standing down the way with another poster board. And it didn't line up because it curved. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Mike and his lawnmower engines had to go fucking kiss the sun. Jen Thomas asked, do you guys smoke weed or cigarettes first? Follow up when you were kids. Did you get good weed or shitty weed? I'm guessing it was shitty for both you guys. Weed or cigarettes first for you? Uh, first, uh, right around this, I think I smoked weed in on the the summer between junior high and high school. Yeah, but I don't think anything happened. And then I I think at the same time I got ditched school. We got cigarettes and smoking cigarettes. But then I started. I was kind of both both around the same time. I, I think I mentioned this before. I've never smoked cigarette. I've smoked one cigarette, and it was it was in a sketch in a thing that was filmed mm-hmm. because my character smoked. And of course, you know, as is the old thing, I, I looked terrible because I didn't know how to smoke because I'm not really a smoker. Yeah, that was what that always kind of bothers me in TV and yeah. movies. Like, oh, you you somehow you're an Australian who can nail a Texas accent, but you don't know how to hold a cigarette. <laughs> So, yeah, never smoked uh, a cigarette outside of the one in a film. Uh, did I ever tell you this story? First time I smoked weed, this is so crazy to me. I didn't smoke weed till I was 25, 26, something like yeah. that. I was in my 20s. This is totally true. First time I ever smoked weed, it was me and my then-girlfriend. We're sitting in bed. It's late at night. She used to smoke a lot, and I was always like, eh. I, I, didn't, I didn't have really any motivation for why I didn't. It was just... Just wasn't appealing to me. Yeah. And then one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to see what this weed's about. So we're sitting in bed. We're smoking a smoked uh, a joint. Immediately got high as shit. And for some reason, we're watching Telemundo. Yeah, it's fun. And we're watching uh, a talk show. like mm-hmm. uh, Sabado Hagante. Yes. Yeah. Much like a Wendy Williams or a Phil mm-hmm. Donahue or whatever. Uh, but we're watching this talk show. And the host is standing, uh, like at the beginning, doing a little intro. She's standing in the crowd instead yeah. of up on stage. She's in the crowd, and the crowd's behind her. Yeah. And I'm high as shit, and we're watching this. And I don't know why we're watching it, because neither one of us spoke good Spanish. Um, but in the back, in the audience, not the this person wasn't uh, a guest on the show, up yeah. on the panel. But in the crowd was that Mexican wolf boy guy with the hairy face. And he's just in the background. Like, she's wow. right here, and then four rows behind her is the Mexican, one of the Mexican wolf boy guys. And I was like, <laughs> A, what the fuck's up with that guy? 
And B, why is he not the focal point of this episode? Like, it blew my fucking mind <laughs> where he's at. that in the background was just this furry-faced werewolf boy, and no one's addressing it. She's not turning around talking to him and asking him questions. I he's mean, just there in the audience. And that was the first time I was smoking well, weed, and I was like, whoa. Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like, oh, did you watch the whole show? Maybe they're going to bring him on later. No, we Maybe did. Maybe he was already on the program. That's what I thought. But, like, we watched it for, like, another 30 minutes, and it was a totally different topic, and he never got on the stage. And, like, to his defense, he's like, what? I'm not allowed to go watch a show? But that's, I mean, hey, the Spanish... TV. I mean, there's a reason Bumblebee Man is Bumblebee Man on The Simpsons. It's because, like, yeah, it's the randomness of Spanish television. So that's probably, hey, let's get this guy on to sit in the audience, and people will have the exact same reaction you did, and oh. we're still are talking about it to this day. I mean, yeah, it really, it did, uh, it made an impression on me. And yeah, they never addressed it. He was not the guest of the show. He's just, there's just a furry face wolf boy in the background. Man, Fucking I, deal with it. To this day, I cannot handle my weed out in public. I, I remember yeah. like early days of getting stoned. I was trying to get a burrito at El Burrito Tapatio over on Lake Street there. <coughs> still there. Still serving stoners of the community well into the night. And I remember being so high and I was by myself. And they had the, the, the candies, like the dulces. Yeah. It was an early story I told in stand-up too. Because I'm like, where I'm like, I don't know if this is a joke, but here's just the thing that happened. And it was just... Looking at them, and they were in there, and I thought, I'm like, oh, they can't breathe. <laughs> and so I'm just waiting for my food, and I'm just, but I'm standing at the counter, and, like, and so I just reach over, and I just open the lid a little to let air in. But I don't know if they thought I was stealing them. Because then I just look up, and everybody's looking at me, just like the people that work there are just staring at me, because I'm just holding the lid open for the candies. <laughs> and I was just I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just... <laughs> dumb, like dumb shit, you know, just dumb suburban stoner shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't like to be high, and I like being high. I like to be high in public if I don't have to interact with anybody. Oh yeah, not having anything to do is a real yeah, treat. But to have to talk to people or whatever. Uh, let's see, anus man, anus man asks. I just recently shit at a bar downtown over the weekend. Yeah, it remind right. me of Andrew Santino's bit on how he thinks it's gross. What are your opinions about shitting at a bar? First Whatever, of all, Santino, get over yourself. First, first of all, anus man. Uh, if I hope, okay, I gotta gotta bring this up, anus man. If you want a great story about shitting at a bar, might I recommend uh, Kyle Kinane's Death we, of the Party? We all have a, a classic shitting at a bar. Story. That is, that's one of my favorite bits you've ever done. Just well, it's so such a great story, anus man. If you haven't heard that, look up Kyle Kinane. It's out there. Yeah, it, but, it's a great bit about shitting in a bar. Listen, man, it's wipe the seat down. Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody had a joke about how now that there's all gender restrooms, there's nothing more disgusting than using the toilet after a woman because they pee all over the seat because they squat. It's like, men, lift up the seat and pee in it. Yeah. Or put the seat down and put their asses on it. Mm -hmm. Women now just squat over it. Didn't they pee all over the thing? Like, yeah. this is the worst thing to happen is women using men's restrooms. Yeah. Because you don't know how to use a toilet. Yeah. If you're going to squat over it anyway, lift the seat up. Yeah. Yeah, why not? But, uh, no, it was like, yeah, bit like, yeah, that's how, I guess I'm an alcoholic because, like, I'm okay with shitting in a bar. But whatever, man. It's shit. Well, and the other thing, sometimes you got no say-so in the matter. When you got a shit, 
You got a shit. Put your yeah. Make a nest if you want to. I just wipe the seat off. And, I spit uh, on the seat and then wipe it off. I don't think that's. I feel like my saliva be. serves as some sort of antibacterial. I don't think that's thing. true at all. But in my my mind, it helps. I think you just you just wetting up whatever it was. Well, I spit on it and then I wipe it down. I mean, I wipe it down. I get that little front where your dick might touch. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Well, I listen. What do we got left as men? All right. <laughs> Soft-handed computer programmers sit on a toilet yeah. and take a shit at a bar and stop being a fucking baby. Yeah, that never bothered me, especially after living in a van. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah, got I'll ex- shit wherever ex- I can. Extenuating circumstances. Better than my emergency shit kit behind the we've auto parts gone, store. We've, we've covered that. But, yeah. Well, I, did I ever tell you this? Yeah. Somebody, this is somebody's joke. I forgot who's – I don't know if this is a stand-up joke or somebody just told me this as like a funny thing in real life. Next time you're on the in a, in a public shitter and someone knocks on the door, just go, come in. I heard somebody <laughs> say that. <laughs> Who is it? Just come on in. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Burley Gates asks, what's y'all's thoughts on horseradish as a condiment for sandwiches and such? Burley Gates. I like that one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good game. I like <laughs> – but speaking of gay bar names, I live uh, not too far from the Mine Shaft. Fuck yeah! Thought that was a good name, the Mine Fuck Shaft, yeah. and it's got like an old western log cabiny vibe yeah, to we, it. Uh, we were drinking over at the Abbey uh, on Saturday, which, for those who don't know, is like the premier gay bar in West Hollywood. <clears throat> oh yeah! But then we're out afterwards, just everything's like pump rage, and <laughs> I'm like, oh. Everybody down here trying to get fucked. <laughs> All right. It was a fun night out. I like horseradish on a sandwich. Like yeah, on, like I, on, a, on a beef, like a roast beef or something. Yeah, I was, trying, I, was, I was throwing horseradish on something recently. I was trying to remember what. Mm-hmm. What is Is it a root? It's just a root of some sort? Yeah. yeah. Horseradish. Horseradish. That's what they usually, wasabi is mostly horseradish. I don't like original. wasabi though. I don't like wasabi on my sushi or anything like that. Really? Just too much. Too. You got oh, you use it sparingly, much like horseradish. Take you got to use easy. it sparingly. Yeah. You got to be gentle with it. Put it on a baked potato. Oh, dude. Uh, on a baked potato. I forgot to mention this. Val, what'd you do? Oh, you were on the road Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. We went out for Ethiopian food the day before. Finally, oh. had Ethiopian food. How was that? Yeah, it's like Indian's food's less interesting cousin. Okay. I mean, it was it was it was good enough, but uh-huh. when if it was like. Oh, Ethiopian food is further away than Indian food? I'm going to get Indian food. If I want that kind of like okay. soupy lentils and mm-hmm. chickpeas kind of flavors and spices. <coughs> uh, was it all vegetarian? Is it naturally vegetarian? I don't know if it's that. We, I mean, it was. they had a lot of vegetarian stuff. Ethiopian food? What's that? A bunch of dented cans? Yeah, what a bag of rice mm-hmm. I'm supposed to drag back to my hut? <laughs> Uh, the, uh, yeah, it was, uh, if, if there was Ethiopian food that was closer than Indian food, I didn't have Ethiopian food, mm-hmm. but we had to make a special trip and we had a fun night out and I'm glad I had it and it was good, but I would get Indian food for the convenience and flavor. I love Indian food. It's hard to top. So much. It's hard to top. <clears throat> so much. It is hard to top. Indian food or Mexican food? Are you asking me to pick? Yeah. Indian food. Wow. That was a quick draw. Yeah. That's how much I love Indian food. There's, love Mexican there, food. There's an Indian Mexican fusion place here, and that makes absolutely total sense to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. 
I love Mexican food, but Burrito it's, with rice it's and limited. Tikka masala in there? It's limited. Yes. It's limited in its range, you know, because mm-hmm. the old Taco Bell joke, it's the same four ingredients, but it's kind of true. Indian food. Yeah, you got to explore some, like, a more upscale yeah. sit-down spots. I mean, if you're just getting, like, the combo A and B plate stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I love, like, a, a mole, and I love carnitas, and I love uh, uh, chili poblanos, chili rellenos. Mm-hmm. I love all that shit. But, man, something about Indian food, especially being a savory guy. Yeah. Oh, boy, just those spices and just bold, bold flavors. I got that. I got, was making burritos with the impossible meat, like the quote-unquote mm-hmm. fresh impossible meat in the refrigerated section uh-huh. that looks like ground beef. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> that is some real trickster protein right there. How so? I was grilling it up, and it smelled good, and it was, like, greasy enough. I got some frozen little kibbles and bits shit that I cook up, and it's just dry uh-huh. protein crumble fake meat things, yeah. which is – it's for being vegetarian, it's fine. I put cheese and sauce and everything on. It's still fine. Mm-hmm. But the that impossible meat, fake ground beef stuff, it was uh, <clears throat> tasted real good. Huh. I mean, for a guy that misses the meat on a reg, on a regular, miss the beef, baby. Uh, what I was going to say about horseradish, uh, Valentine's Day, we went to a seafood place. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I love? Uh, in the last few years, I've really gotten into is more shellfish. Love like uh, mussels and clams and oysters. Mm-hmm. But, dude, we got just a whole shit ton of oysters. And, of course, they bring you the little horseradish yep. and the vinegar mm-hmm. and the shallots. And, oh, boy. That's a good. That's good with that. Good time. A little cocktail sauce. Yeah. Love it. That's the thing. I don't know if I like that flavor more. I'm like, what does the actual oyster taste like? I, I love that, too. I'll, I'll eat some of them with nothing. It's like... Just the briny, the salty briny. Yeah, it's like uh, like uh, gum made out of seawater. <laughs> but I think... Uh, I w- Somebody asked me... The qu- I, they may have asked us here on this show a few episodes ago about what's the uh, food that you think you could eat the most of? Like if you're entering a contest... Like a hot dog eating contest or a oh, wing. Uh, oysters, man. I think I could, no shit, I could eat 10 dozen oysters <laughs> without batting an eye. Really? I could, I could down 120 oysters, no problem. No 120 problem. oysters? I, uh, not, You'll die. Not hyping You'll it up. die. Well, it, you know, that I don't know. You'll, your body will start to be allergic halfway through. Okay. Beyond that, though, just, I, I, I could do ugh. You've just ruined oysters for me. Oh. The idea of 120. Yeah, no problem. Just shoot them down. I like six of them. <laughs> Every time we get like the, the well, six is nowhere near enough because we get the we get the dozen and then we split them. You know, try to be. That's what I want. That's the most of that flavor before I start thinking about what it is and why it looks like what it looks like. And I love it. I, I remember Sean Pat. We were in New Orleans and, and, and he's from there, so he's, we were, he was excited to go to this place that had po' boys and and uh, oysters. Uh-huh. And he just got like two pans of oysters. I don't yeah. know how much is on a pan, like a baking pan. Okay. And nobody wanted them. He's like, okay. Yeah. And he just started going out. Good. <laughs> I think he had how many. We'll see y'all later. He put a good dent in it. That yeah. was the first time I had soft shell crab. And I was like, this shouldn't be food. I've made my jokes about that. Soft shell crab po' boy? Mm. Yeah. Big fan. It's like, oh, do you like, yeah. As the joke goes, do you like crab? Cool. Do you want it covered in baby fingernails? Because that's what soft shell crab tastes like. <laughs> delicious te- Delicious flavor. <laughs> and the texture that is horrific oh man connor barrett what are you doing here bud 
Uh, fuck it. I'm going in. Where are you going with it? We got three minutes. <sighs> hey, guys. Would you consider... I pre, I don't mean to be a smart-ass guy. I appreciate your What's involvement. It's a long one. Hey, guys. Would you consider oh, the thought... I thought that, your answer was going to be a long one. All right. Would you consider the thought that we live in a weird parallel, parallel I should universe? interrupt you one more time while you're reading the long one to <laughs> point out that I thought it was something Would else. you consider yeah. the thought that we live in a weird parallel universe slash reality loop type universe where our own stories and beliefs about the paranormal encrypted or anything passed down can create so much energy in another plane of ex- existence that the portals or unexplained phenomenon they see at the Skinwalker Ranch or the Hoa... I, I know what you're talking about here. I don't know how to pronounce it. The Hoa Bakia. That forest in uh, Romania are the same creatures escaping into our world, kind of like how when there's a sighting of I'm mm-hmm. sorry, my computer crapped out. A sighting of some random cryptid, there's always more sightings of yeah, I saw the same shit too, uh, excluding attention hogs, and makes everyone think that think that thing. And at the same time, do you think there's another force outside of our universe policing everything and doing such a shitty job at that? Also, Dave, I like your taste in the country. If you haven't really check out Ryan Bingham. Okay, yeah, that's, a, that's the mm-hmm. first question. Long enough. I yeah, I like Ryan Bingham and I like uh, Hayes Carl. Um, so yeah, answer that one, Kyle. Uh, I, you know what? I heard a new explanation of the multiverse that made a little bit more sense from a simple brain. Not how it exists, but maybe the reason why people think it could exist. Or that we're in a simulation. The idea was like the same reason we allow aliens to be a possibility is that we don't know. The Fermi paradox. There's mm-hmm. so many options that we're arrogant to think that we're alone in the universe, mm-hmm. right? That's of the course. thing. Like, there's so many things that could be out there. There's so many options just for, let's say, just human beings that to think that we're the first ones – to have existed and gotten this far with artificial intelligence and virtual reality. Who's to say that this is our little idea of what's existed, but past the millions of years that we understand if time is infinite, some other human-like species has created, you know, a human race has created its own... Uh, what we're creating right now, a digital world mm-hmm. that is so advanced that that's what we're in now. Okay. Like, it's arrogant to think that we're the first animals to come up with computers and digital worlds. And, ooh, look at the goggles I got on, and I'm walking through a space. Mm-hmm. That it goes the other way. Instead of outward into space that aliens exist, it's backwards in time that humans have existed and have created this world that we're in right now that every option is a choose-your-own-adventure, and those realities can go on to their own dimensions. That's, that, was, that was like, okay, that put a little bit more... Uh, yeah. Put a little bit more English on the theory. Okay. Me. No, yeah. As far as does the energy that we generate by believing in something make it true? I mean, ask Santa Claus... <laughs> No, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. It just, it helped me. Still, I'm still so far out from understanding it. <clears throat> but does that pertain to the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Question that he was asking there. I think so. Yeah. What's your take on it? What do you think? <clears throat> it's like so. The, what, the, just the question, like, can we create it through? 
collectively believing in it? I wish I could find this question. I don't know where I'm searching. I don't know how to search. No, I, I would, I would, I would say I'm pretty much on board with with your take on that. What was the name? And how many weeks ago was it? With what? On that question, I'll look it up and read it for myself. Have the words in front of me. Have the words in front of me. Oh, are you not on? No, mine's. I I fucked up mine. That's why I was. That's why you're reading all of them. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Well, if you want that. All right, let me see. Read it again. I stumbled through it. All right. Well, would you consider the thought that we live in a weird parallel universe, reality loop type universe, where our own stories and beliefs about the paranormal encrypted or anything passed down can create so much energy in another plane of existence that the portals or unexplained phenomena they see at the Skinwalker Ranch the Hoya Baisu forest are the same creatures escaping into our world. Like how when there's a sighting of the same creature. Okay, yeah. Oof. Yeah, Connor, this is a heady one. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm also saying like a like a like a parallel universe, like where we're the cryptid. Occasionally, like, ooh, like if you believe, you know, like, you know, <clears throat> okay, I think most psychic shit is like maybe ninety five percent of it's garbage, but five percent of it is the weird human superpower where some people have incredible hearing or some people can see mm-hmm. uh, have an exceptional vision far beyond what's normal, and maybe some people are untuned to energies that uh, the average uh, human being doesn't get to experience because of an anomaly, like like a weird almost. I apologize for this word, like a retardation of what's happening in the brain. Like, it's not a gift. It's not like, ooh, lucky me, I'm real strong. It's like, no, I have a freak pituitary gland that's mm-hmm. actually this thing that, you know, like people have a progeria that makes them old before they should be. Mm-hmm. Why can't something make you ooh. more aware of energy or something like that? Okay. And so for a brief moment in time, you're like, oh, i picking up this weird stuff. And the doctor's like, yeah, you have an overactive gland. I, that's how I like, tried to explain people that are psychic or communicate with stuff is that maybe there's something. Ah, shit, man, I don't know. I've been talking a lot today, and I'm trying my best. That's uh, That one might be too smart for us, Connor. Yeah. Take it easy, dude. Mark asks, would you rather eat two pounds of Arby's meat or drink a gallon of milk? Has to happen in an hour. (laughs) I think we did ask that. I think that was asked last month. Really? I think so. Arby's meat versus milk? Yeah. Um, uh, The milk. Two pounds of Arby's meat. Fucking gross. Great. Is that why we were talking about Arby's last week? I think so. Well, yeah. People ask about Arby's a lot. I don't know. Uh, speaking of Arby's, by the way, let me go ahead and, and throw this out there. Uh, fish I know sandwich? Some, Try that one. Some, which one? Fish sandwich? Uh, no, thanks. Fast food fish? No, thanks. Once Lent's rolling around, they all uh, like to tout their fish. Yeah. I don't know what kind of tube you're slicing that pollock off of. <laughs> Arby's curly fries can get bent. I know a lot of people like whatever that style of fry, there's a, there's a term for it. Because I remember when I worked at restaurants, but that type of batter, that red batter bullshit fry, fuck off. It's too much. Okay. It's just too much to deal with. I don't need that. Uh, divisive stance in these political times. Uh, 
Quentin Scott asked, hey, guys, wanted to say I hope you like the sweaters I got you both. Quentin's the one that gave oh, us shit. the Bigfoot sweaters. Hell, yeah, I've been wearing that sweater around. I, Thank you, dude. I met Quentin in Fort Worth, Texas, I think. Mm-hmm. He was at that show. Nice nice young man. Brought us uh, some sweaters and I think some other goodies. Um, that sweater with my tie-dye Crocs. <laughs> really weirding out the neighbors. <laughs> Since the decade just ended, what uh, would be some of your favorite movies, albums for the last 10 years? I know you're not a huge movie guy. Any movie in the last 10 years stick out? It's like, oh, man, that was a great one. Last 10. Trying to think. Um, oh, shit. I forgot to talk about this. I saw Parasite. I did, too. I loved it. That was a good movie. I thought it was fucking great. All those weird twists and turns. I thought it was a good movie. I don't rarely have I seen a movie where I'm like, this is an amazing. I just like good movie. Had a great time. I thought it, I thought it was better. Give it an good. award. I don't give a shit about the awards. So yeah. Give it to it. I had a great I, time watching that movie. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I I can't think of anything that really I liked uh, in the last ten years. I really liked um, Eighth Grade. Was that Bo Burnham's movie? I haven't seen that. Man, Eighth Grade, and then. Bo Burnham did an interview. Well, maybe I did. I don't know. He did an interview with. I did see that. Somebody on. He did an interview for a podcast called Team Human that was really insightful. And I just. Uh, that guy is. I'm, I'm, my, my, I'm not vouching for anybody that nobody knows, but. He's great. He was His easy. early YouTube star shit was like, oh, wait, but you're good. You are wildly He was easy uh, to clever. hate because of that. Yeah, but he, he took it and then made fun of it and yep. turned it turned it back in on itself. And then Eighth Grade is a movie about you know the awkwardness of being like, oh, I'm going to make a YouTube channel and uh, all the likes and ums. Yeah. And, and it was well acted. Mm-hmm. And it was. Um, that girl was great. Yeah, yeah, it was really well done, and the story made sense. And then listening to him speak about it, and he's so incredibly articulate and uh, uh, present and self-aware. So I, I'm, a nice dude too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, real good guy. So I, I just as far as the thing I can think of right now that was probably you know as an old guy without kids going, hey, this is what's actually like. This is what life is like for someone who's thirteen. Uh-huh. In America right now, and it's got so many more dimensions than we could possibly realize that we didn't have to deal with when we were 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I liked, uh, I don't know when Cabin in the Woods came out, but I thought that was just... Yeah, it was good. I don't know when that came out either. Uh, that was good. As far as horror scary movie that really messed with the genre. genre yeah. Genre. I thought that was a good one. Two that come to mind off the top of my head, uh, ironically, have the same actor. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Coen Brothers mm-hmm. film. Did you ever see that? Loved yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac uh, about the early 60s folk scene in New yeah. York and something about that movie. I just really loved. And I also uh, like Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac about oh, the robot. Yeah. Oh, you would like that one. It's about oh, really? about like an Elon Musk type. He plays like a mm-hmm. tech billionaire. Okay. And he, he makes a robot. And then he has like a student won a contest. gets to come in and and live with him for a week or two and study the robot. And, it's a weird contest. But, yeah, it's it's good. In a contest uh, <laughs> when my students uh, come live with me. Yeah. So, But to, to really observe and, yeah. and, and observe and study the uh, robot. But Ex Machina. But, uh, all yeah, right. Really good. Really good. I mean, yeah, any Coen Brothers movie. It's like, yeah. yeah, all right. I love the Coen Brothers. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, 
right. Well, we still didn't get to all of them, even right, though. Maybe we, maybe we dip may, back in. We might dip back into these next month. Um, but yeah, thanks guys so much. Uh, I know, you know, I know we say this every time, but I sincerely mean it. Appreciate the fucking shit out of your support. Really do. Uh, four bucks a month. Four bucks a month, but who gave us? Somebody just dropped a big chunk on there. I don't, that's gotta be an error. Yeah, it's probably a mistake, so we understand. (laughs) But yeah, that being said, uh, there are a handful of folks that are doing more than four bucks a month. We got several 10 bucks and 15 bucks and hey, Wow, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, spread the word. Keep this uh, shit boat floating. Um, and since we don't really know how the Patreon works, I just stumbled across the community section. Mm-hmm. And somebody has a picture of Crocs that have fried chicken on them. There you go. And that's beautiful. And then somebody said there's a team called the El Paso Chihuahuas because I was talking about minor league hats. Paso Chihuahuas, I need to get that hat. All right, cool. Thanks, man. This is, yeah. Hey, you guys are all real sweet. Yeah. We love you, and we need you. Hardy Boy Chevrolet. Yeah, kiss our asses, dorks. The Boogie Monster. The Boogie Monster.